Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days, you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi guys, Rachel from Upfront here. It's the Vitality Women's FA Cup Final this Sunday, 15th of May at Wembley, and we are so, so excited for this blockbuster game. It's the most prestigious event in the domestic football calendar this season, and this final promises to be the biggest yet. We'll be down there for a very special episode you'll hear soon, but ahead of the game, I headed over to the Chelsea Corner earlier this week to speak to an English footballing legend. Karen Carney won the tournament with Arsenal, Chelsea and Birmingham and played 144 times for her country. I spoke to her about Sunday's final and how Man City and Chelsea have emerged as the WSL's two informed teams. We also look ahead to the Euros and what should be an incredible summer for England. Here she is. So we're kind of finishing what's been a pretty amazing WSL season with what will equally be an exciting FA Cup final. Chelsea against Manchester City met each other in the League Cup final earlier this season. It's going to be amazing, an amazing occasion at Wembley. What do you reckon? What's well, an FA Cup final? Um, the most, you know, as, as a player, that that's the day you remember. The league's great and it's your bread and butter and you want to win the league and it gets your Champions League. But the FA Cup has always been that special one bespoke game. Uh, the final, I mean, uh, where... It was all about that for the women's the women's competitions. It's just so decorative. It's so it's it's just unreal. Um, and then to go to Wembley, if you win, to walk the steps, to play on the pitch, and 
it feels like, I know it sounds really weird, but it, it it's their fake up. It's got so much history behind it and you feel that as a player. Um, and, you know, the women's game has grown so much over the last, you know, five, six years in particular. I think for the last 10 years, this cup has always had massive attendances. I think I think maybe when I first won it up, was it in 07 maybe, we had 24,000 people at the at the Forest Ground. So it's a special cup and you want to be a part of it and equally you want to win it. And the fact that it's at Wembley, where, you know, I, I feel it should be, yeah. um, you are one of the lucky few who can say you've played an FA Cup final at Wembley. Like, what's it like? Obviously, walking out on the pitch is one thing, but even just arriving... It's daunting. It's very daunting, actually. Um, but the players have been familiar with it now that you know they've been there both sets of teams have been there quite a few times they'll be familiar with it but that pitch is one of the most energy zapping pitches if you're anxious if you're nervous if you let the day consume you if you let the occasion get to you I think for me it's just the for me it was just like running on quicksand at times like the it's just the occasion because I think the players now were uh they're used to it in terms of having these big games but Sometimes if you do let the occasion get to you, it's quite quite leggy out there and you get tired a little bit quicker than you would normally. But um, the, the players are more familiar with it now. And Chelsea, quite unusual, have already played an FA Cup final this season because obviously we had last season's FA Cup final come over into this one. Does that give them the edge, do you reckon, against City that they've, they've no, done it before? I don't, I don't think so. I think City have been there three times as well and won it. So... I don't think it gives them the edge. I think you're looking at this game is the two most informed teams. Chelsea 11 unbeaten have just won the WSL. The last cup final, which City won, taught, in my opinion, they taught Chelsea a little bit of a lesson in terms of in possession. So they're two very, very different teams, two very different styles. Um, Part of me fancies City. It really does. I think the form they're in, the way that they're playing... Um, but then you're going against the, the confidence of a Chelsea side who've just lifted the trophy and gone, right, one more, we go again there. They are described as the mentality monsters and, and the manager equally, but um, City, in terms of playing, I think are probably playing the better out of the two. But you can never rule out Chelsea because they're just so so resilient and, and can bounce back and have got so many pieces to their to fit if the puzzle isn't working right they go and get another piece and they fit it and they make it work um so i think it's going to be an absolute epic final mentality monsters is my favorite phrase on this podcast yeah. i think i somehow managed to put it into every episode um but yeah i i find this is probably one of the hardest fixtures as in when chelsea play city it's one of the hardest to call um and you're right about that league cup final i feel like that second half man city played it a type of football that maybe chelsea hadn't had to experience all that much this season. I think Chelsea are so good at pressing. They like press, they hunt, they win it back. And you saw in the last game of WSL, Man United didn't even get into that battle. They just went direct, direct. But City are so good in possession. They'll be brave. They'll take it on. They move it. They've got good angles. Um, so I think in that, in the, the cup final where they beat Chelsea, they, Chelsea couldn't get near them. They couldn't press them. They couldn't, because they just moved the ball and popped it so well. How they... They're a well-choreographed team. Chelsea are probably not well-choreographed. They figure it out. They find a way. They work out a weakness and then they go for it. And, and once you're on the ropes, they, they take no prisoners in that aspect. But, you know, Man City are well-drilled. And I think, for me, on a big pitch, a big occasion, you want to keep the ball. 
And I think you saw in the opening part of the season as well that Chelsea against Arsenal where they lost at the Emirates, you need to keep the ball and keep it well and keep it good. Um, I just, I, For me, I just fancy City. It's just something in my gut. And obviously, <laughs> I'm a former Chelsea player, but something in my gut says Man City for this one. Yeah, we spoke about this earlier on in the week on the podcast and we had to make predictions. And I lean towards City, I think because of their momentum. Obviously, I know Chelsea have won the league, but it has been a tough... Like, if we look back at both of their seasons... Manchester City obviously had a very tough start to the season, a lot of injuries. Um, but the psychology side of things, for them to get back into the league the way they did and have now been on this insane run, must be huge for their mentality. I know Chelsea are the mentality monsters, but it must must be huge for them as a squad to have kind of turned things around the way they did. I think for City, it was just always a case of um, if and when. Um, and that's just in regards to their injuries, like you mentioned there. I think they had like 10 senior players at one point. If that had happened to Arsenal, if it happened to Chelsea, the impact would have been exactly the same. Um, you know, I, I remember seeing Jill Scott play at centre-back. I've never seen Jill play at centre-back in my life. Um, Georgia Stanway had to do a job at right-back, you know, and the form that they're in now is because they've got a consistent back line. Ellie Roebuck coming back in, in goal. They've consistently now got, I'd say... You know, four out of the five, that's including the goalkeeper, um, have been consistent now for the last number of games. We've got Lucy Bronze back to her fitness. Um, Alana Kennedy's recovered from the Asia Cup and kind of fitting in. And Alex Greenwood, who's probably been their best player this season, most consistent, most reliable, fitting in Demi Stokes or whether it be Blackstead at times. They've got a consistent, experienced back line there. Um, and that builds good, strong foundations. And then it takes the pressure off the, the players at the top half of the pitch um, and the midfield, and it just makes it more um, more balanced. Once they've had those players back, the, the quality that they've because they were never playing bad. It was a like a, they were never. I, I like had to do an analysis one on them, and I was going to do it in the touch screen. And I said I can't fault anything that they're doing. They're doing the right things. They're just not taking the chances and they're making mistakes. Once they get there more senior experienced players back fit and healthy the style that they're working with at the moment adding the like a Lucy Bronze now to your team or the, you know the senior players there it's only a matter of time before it clicks and they gel and they start to get the results and they have so it would have been a three horse race for the title if they'd had everyone fit but that's the challenge why had they had so many injuries these are the questions that a short graph tower would go in why did we have 10 can we prevent this moving forward? Because this is hampering my, my title race. This is hampering my Champions League runs. So that's considerations that he'll have to look and learn at and how they recruit their players moving forward. Yeah, because I think it was Arsenal a couple of years back. They had quite a significant injury crisis one season and they had to do a whole review into things. So I wonder if that's something um, that Man City will look to. I think as well, you touched on how they played, you know, because I think they kind of play out from the back a lot. And I guess when they had a lot of defenders out missing and that was where the mistakes were coming from, there was just a nervousness around that, that back squad. And now that looks so solid. Well, I think if I was analysing the game, uh, analysing City, the player that played out the whole time was, was Alex Greenwood. So if you stopped Alex Greenwood, you stopped how they build up or you, you eliminated a big threat. I think as as much as I love Jill... That's not Jill's position. It's not her strength. So there's going to be... Um, and Georgia Stanway is an attacking midfielder. She's a number 10. She's not a right back. 
Um, I can't. There was there was other players that played in those positions. If you're not na- naturally, that's not na- your natural position. It affects. And, and like I said, there was Alex has done really well Greenwood because there was so much emphasis on her to give it a ball to play out. But if you take that threat away, their ga- the game plan for me would be easy to to mark her out and to kind of work on their weaknesses if that makes sense. So they've got more balance now back in the side and. No matter what anyone says, players want to play in their position. I wouldn't. It's like I wouldn't have wanted to play right back, not a chance. Uh, I wouldn't have wanted to play centre back. Could do I? Would I know the role? Yeah. Could I execute it? No, because it's not my position. Um, so that's why you have positions. You're an expert in it. You stick to that. But sometimes you have to do a job. But that was kind of their effects, really. Yeah, I think Alex Greenwood has had a superb season. She's been really standout for me. Another player they've now got back, obviously Lauren Hemp has been excellent, but she's now got Chloe Kelly back on the opposite wing and she seems to have fitted straight back in almost immediately. You know what, people... um, I've never had my ACL um, injured or anything like that, Um, but I'm really surprised at how quickly she's, she's come back in because usually you have the ACL injury and players come back... But it's actually, they say it's like nine months, but actually I always find it it takes about a year and a half. Is when it psychology? I, of it, yeah, well, you come back, you've got to find your feet. It is psychology. It's like getting to fitness as well because you come in while everyone else is match fit. You're fit, but you're not match fit. So to find your feet and to go in and also to go into a team that, you know, have got high standards as well. I'm I'm really flabbergasted how much and how well she's done because I, I look at playing and go it's a, usually a year and a half I don't put won't put any pressure on a player coming back from that to find their form to find their feet to find their confidence but she's done it and she's a, and you know what she'll be if you'd asked me four months ago would she have made my England squad I thought would there be no chance because I haven't seen a play but actually she's coming in to a good run of form and there's players in the squad that have played less than her and she's coming in and she's doing well and scoring well. Um, I think scoring in that West Ham game would have given her the world of confidence and the players getting round her and galvanising her. There's no question how talented she is. Um, so, yeah, it's been really refreshing. And, again, it goes back to the balance of the side. Then you've got competition. You know, if she's she can do the 60 minutes where Hayley Rasso comes in, if she's feeling Rasso starts and she comes in. And the top teams have two players for every position. And I think that will really help. And... You mentioned Lauren Hemp. She's probably the player I would pay to watch. <laughs> and that's not because I'm tight. Um, <laughs> it's just because she's the player who I, I think, wow, she's amazing. Um, the thing what Lauren has to continue to do is to know that players are aware of her now, not just in the WSL, but they're aware of her in Europe and across the world. And she's got to vary her game a little bit now, probably similar to what Rachel Yankee did. I thought Rachel, people thought she was this out-and-out winger, and she was, but she had different styles to a game if she was up against a certain type of fullback. I think Lauren would have to balance that out during her career, but she's had a fantastic season. She's becoming, the last five or six games, she's got more prolific, uh, more clinical in front of the goal. Sometimes early part of the season, it took her too many chances maybe to get the one goal, um, get a conversion rate to the levels that you'd want it to be at, but she's still young. Um, and she'll only kick on. Yeah, I do wonder how um, much getting her England goals helped that during the season because it took her a little while to get her first England goal and then once she did, it felt a bit like 
it, it calmed her down almost because she seemed quite desperate to get that first goal and, and now she's she's uh, on the score sheet quite regularly. Well, as a winger or as any attacking player, you're judged on goals and assists. I was always told as a winger, if you come off and you've not assisted and you've not scored, you've failed in the game. And there's, I always had an argument with one of the psychologists at England. like, yeah, it's not really a, a good process to have. And I'm like... It's the best process to have because no manager can get you out of the team. Then you're looking at it from one point and get it from a psychological element and, and to kind of keep processes and stuff. But keeps you in the team. I, I was more of a f- football-based psych theorist then. But um, that's what Lauren has to do every game. Goal and assist, goal and assist. But that's difficult, and especially at the international level. And, and this is what I was referring to, the challenges. You're going to the Euros. I will have scouted England. I don't see no Frank Kirby at the moment because of she's not available and fingers crossed she is. I'm looking at who's who's England's most threatening player. Who's the game changer? Well, it would be Lauren. Mm. Well, how do I mark her out the game? And then we take out that that strength and we nullify it. And, and that would be it. And then go, well, where else do England threaten me? So Lauren is that player. So she's going to have to be very adaptable when teams double up on her. They try and stop the switch out to her. She's going to have to think of all ways to try and get into the game when other people won't want her to. Yeah, and maybe that's another bonus of bringing Chloe Kelly along because there'll have been less games for them to scout her (laughs) since she's been out for a while. Exactly, yeah. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
let's look at Chelsea then. Obviously, you've got some experience with, with that squad. You know them. You know Emma Hayes. Um, their journey, I guess, towards the end of the season was probably difficult. It's probably one of the hardest leagues they've won in terms of everything that's gone on off the pitch, in terms of the injuries they've had to deal with. They've had quite a thin squad for, for some of the league. Um, but I feel like, as you said, they're mentality monsters. And, and the fact that they managed to achieve that will probably give them a huge boost going into this final. We interviewed a lot of them, um, the players and, and the manager and the staff on um, for the final game of the WSL. And every person that came over that's affiliated with that team, uh, nobody said it was about me, it was I, or it was always about the team, the culture, doing the right thing, putting the team first, putting it... F- and I don't think that was a lie, if I'm honest. Sometimes you can come over and it's the media, so we, we paint this picture that's not quite accurate. I, I disagree. I think they are a really cohesive team. I don't know whether what's happened at Chelsea Football Club has galvanised them, um, how they've become so resilient at times when they've been really tested. I don't think there's any other team in the league that could have bounced back the way that they have. I mean, even on the final game of the season, you know, to, to, to be at home, they looked leggy, they looked nervous, really nervous and their home crowd. And to to go 1-0 down early on, to go 2-1 down, but have the ability to bounce back, to come back and then win it quite comfortably in the end. I'm not sure how many teams would have that resilience and, and that mindset to do that. Um, and that's why we always refer to them as the mentality monsters, that do they play the best football in the league? Probably not. But they see a weakness and wow, do they do they punish you for that weakness? I feel like they're the most dangerous when they have something to fight for. Like if maybe they had the league wrapped up when they got to that Birmingham game, for example, you know, maybe it would have been a draw. But I feel like when they have something that they need to fight for, they are just at the most dangerous, regardless of what kind of football they're playing, they figure out a way to win. I think the manager, it's down to the manager though and the staff that it, I was behind the bench on Sunday and I was panicking, you know, from, from like, I can't see how Chelsea are going to win this. And I was panicking because we probably would have to get down the M25 and race around to, to West Ham and it wasn't feasible. Um, so, but they were really calm. They were really calm. They were like on the bench problem solving, problem solving, okay, how do we fix this? How do we fix that? And throughout the game, turning to the bench, asking questions. And I was like, they're really chilled. You know, they know, again, that's a mentality. That's an experience. They've been there. They've done it. Um, there was no stress. And even one of the players turned to me and just kind of just went, what's, like, what's going on? That's not us. But there was no stress in that. It was like, well, we're not bringing the best version of ourselves, but we're getting at half time. And we'll figure it out. And I think that's very rare because if I was there, I would have been absolutely losing my... I'd be so stressed. But I think that's just experience and she's got fantastic players to pick from and and not every team has that luxury. I was at a women in football event um, a little while back where Emma Hayes kind of gave the keynote speech. At Wembley, right? Yeah. And she spoke about the squad. Now, it was all under wraps, but she went through just kind of how she pulls the team together and obviously you've got good big yeah. experience working under Emma Hayes you've worked with her at a couple of clubs right what is mm. what would she be saying in this week leading up to this game um recovery she's massive on that she, she she wouldn't really the main emphasis for them is to recover she's such a big coach on that because when you're recovered you can take on anything if you're feeling fatigued then stress comes in 
you know, if you've had a really poor night's sleep, <laughs> the whole world's difficult the next day, isn't it? And so players need to recover, staff need to recover, so you make good decisions. So at halftime on Sunday in the WSL, you know, final game of seasons, everyone can make good decisions. There's no stress, there's no anxiety. So she'll be saying this week, recover. Not going to be easy, but they'll focus on themselves um, because good teams focus on themselves. Manchester City will be focusing on themselves. Man City won't be worrying about Chelsea. This is two top teams that are both in form and they'll both be focusing on themselves and Emma's just about process. Everything about her is process-driven. Um, so small steps, so it'll be okay. Day, today's recovery, tomorrow is this. It's not that she doesn't overcomplicate things. Maybe in the previous, previously she did, but I've said this quite a few times, I think, since she's had Harry... Things have, have changed a lot. Perspective, kind of. Yeah, she's just more chilled. Mm. I think one day she came in and everyone's stressed. And or I think I said to her, are you, are you stressed? She's like, the only stress I have is that my son will not eat his dinner. Um, and you're like trying to get him to eat or trying to get him to sleep. And she has a better perspective. And I think her player management improved as well since having Harry because she had the ability to to become more em empathetic. I think before she was just ruthless and a winner. I think then now she has that that calmness. And what I would say about Emma is once a coach, always a coach. And um, if you ever played with the same as Vic Akers, who was her kind of boss, you, you'll always be looked after and they'll always look after you. So, um, and for a player, you, you, you would just run through a brick wall for her. I think <clears throat> actually, was it the, your 2017-18 FA Cup final? I think it was. I think she might have been pregnant at that final, if yeah. I recall. You had, I think it was 45,000 fans came to that one. They're saying they've got 40,000 tickets sold already for this one. Yeah. Um, you know, it feels like we're coming into the biggest summer of, of women's football. We've had one of the best WSL. You know, it, this feels like a box office match, right? What would you say to people if they're considering coming down to this? What uh, they can expect? Honestly, just get there. You're going to watch two fantastic teams. You're going to watch players that are going to go away to the Euros. Um, you're going to get to see them live because the Euros, in particular for England, are three sellout games. It's a good look trying to watch them live. So if there's capacity and ability to get to the FA Cup final to see them, I definitely would. Um, like I said, two top teams, two most informed teams in in, in England at the moment. Um, it's going to be tight. And if you, you watch the final game, the double sale season... You could see that the levels that the league's at, and I, I just think this will be another level. You know, these two two very different styles, very different, very different managers, very different ways how they approach it. Same for the players. So it'll be a really good like barometer of where how good the league is. And this is the show. It's a showcase game, and I think that's what I was referring to in my the first question. The FA Cup has always been the women's showcase game. And that's what it will be like this weekend. Feels like we've got two titans just battling it out. Yeah, like <coughs> excuse me for me, like Jess Carter's the best one-on-one -on -one defender. How's Lauren Hemp gonna cope with that? That'll be a really interesting battle. Um, you know, Ellen White against uh, England, Millie Bright. Um, you know, whether it be Chloe Kelly, Rasso, going against you know pretty much what Chelsea have a, f a four centre-backs. The midfields, you know, Kira Walsh has won it time and time again. One of those players, you go, stop Kira, and then you'll stop them playing, and then you can't stop her. 
you know, who's Chelsea's midfield going to be? Is it the grit and determination of Erin Cuthbert or a G or, you know, Sophie Ingles, you know, steady, but you need her. And then we haven't even mentioned Sam Kerr against an Alex Greenwood or, you know, how's Lucy Bronze going to fit up against whatever formation has posed? Could go on and on, really. Um, the one for me is where where is it going to be won? Which individual is going to step up? And if you're a fan... You've got a lot of individuals to look and choose at. Yeah, I think we'd be need another podcast to point out all the players you should keep an eye on. Yeah, I'd probably need a touch screen as well. <laughs> yeah, and the perfect kind of way to maybe if you haven't gotten into women's football already to whet your appetite when it comes to this summer. What are your how how much are you looking forward to that? I am to be fair. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, we saw last last year that the men's Euros was hosted here, and what a buzz and what an atmosphere it was, and. That was in a more difficult COVID period. Now we're we're really trying to move the world in a, in a more positive way in that aspect. So it's going to be a massive tournament. Everyone's going to enjoy it. Hopefully the weather's great. It's in England again. Um, and I, I just think it's going to be the biggest female sporting event since 2012. I think it's going to be phenomenal. I think it's going to propel the game even more so. The football is going to be outstanding. And England, if we're talking from an England's perspective, we've, I don't think there'll be a, a better chance for us to try and win a trophy. You know, we, we've got so far with three back-to-back semi-finals. Will the advantage for us be the home crowd? So I urge people to make it our advantage. I urge people to get to games or support the women's game and get to as many games as possible, inspire the next generation. That doesn't mean the little girl. It means the little boy. It means, you know, football is for everyone to get down and support this tournament and... I promise you, you'll enjoy it. I feel like this is probably the hardest, one of the hardest tournaments to call as well. You've got so many squads now filled with so much talent. We're pretty lucky that we get to see a lot of it here in the WSL. Um, but that's what I'm looking forward to is obviously seeing England, but getting to see so many other teams and great players live. And that's why tournaments are great because you get to see the best players in Europe. Like, there's no better place to go and I'm excited to see, the, I'm going to the Women's Champions League final. I'm excited to see who's going to stand out there and then who's going to make it into the Euros and going to be that person that's going to be the difference. Um, But yeah, I think this is, we've got a great chance England, but England are probably up there with five teams that could win it. I think the difference between the best and the rest now is, it used to be in in the past, there'd be three teams that were just so far ahead of everybody else. It's not the case anymore because of investment, because of fitness levels, because um, of data we've managed to and the professionalism has meant the game has kind of leveled out a bit so going to this is probably like I said five five six teams including England that could go and win it and it, it, it's on a momentum and that star player prediction time for the <laughs> Euros who who do you think will ultimately lift it of course, I want England to win it. I feel, like I said, I think the home crowd advantage. I think for me, the only issue I would have is I don't, I don't, I worry where the goals are going to come from. I think if you look at Fran Kirby, she's Chelsea's most creative player, and she's missed a large part of the season. So to be Chelsea's most creative player and still miss that amount of games, and she's not available for England, or she's only on limited minutes that for me might be a worry in terms of where do we get our goals from. I think you saw it in the Arnold Clark Cup that the, it was a 1-0, 1-1, 2-1. Everything was so tight. So I just get a little bit concerned with where our goals are going to come from. Defensively, we'll be sound. I really believe that. Um, 
Spain, we obviously know Spain are up there. Um, again, I think the same questions is goals. And you might go, well, what do you mean? Barcelona smashing it. But Barcelona is not only made of just Spanish players. So um, that would be interesting. Norway, can't rule them out. I agree. They're, they're a dark horse for me. Norway, we've got a lot of Norwegian players in the WSL. Really good players. Um, and obviously, there's a certain player coming back as well. You get to see two of them in the uh, Champions League final. You've got Ada Hegerberg and Caroline Graham Hansen, two of the best. Yeah, well, um, Graham Hansen is just awesome. Huge fan of hers. And um, I work for Visa, and she's a Team Visa player. So um, we're absolutely huge fans of her. And I love watching her play. And, and that's why I was referring to a Fran and the Hemp, because Caroline is. It, She's one-on-one. When teams now at Europe are so good at defending, you move side to side, shape's good, everyone's organised, everyone can defend in front and, and make things really difficult. But it's who's the player that can open someone up. She's that player. Hegerberg's a little bit different because you've got to provide for her. Whereas the wingers, like a Hemp, a Kirby, Graham Hansen, they can do it, they can open you up and hurt you. So they're the ones that will be massive in these tournaments. But... Norway for me are a, bit, are a dark horse, like you said. Um, Frida Marnham, Mielda, Girl writing. Girl writing, <laughs> Faris Dottier. These are ones that we know about that we week, watch in week in week out. But um, yeah, they're going to Sweden. Always a huge fan of Sweden because um, I know the mentality of like a Magdalena Eriksson and a Jana Andersson who you spoke to today. I know how they they work very very good players so you know France Germany you know we look at the German team that went to the Arnold Clark Cup but a lot of their players were injured yeah they're like 16 <laughs> of their normal big squad missing I think exactly so and I know one of their big players is unfortunately out injured but yeah lo- losing Marajan's massive yeah just because of an aura presence mm-hmm. and as a player oh, experience so Marajan and I remember when I had to mark her, um, England told me to actually not get tight to her. If you get tight to her, she runs and rolls you. So don't don't give her that. There's um, a top tip there, but now we can't use it. That's what I mean, well, I can tell it, yeah, because it was... Um, but yeah, so they'll miss her, but it's probably not a true reflection of that German side that came to the Arnold Clark Cup because their top players weren't quite fit or weren't available for selection. Okay, so a tough one to call, but <clears throat> last one. I didn't give you an answer, did I? You didn't, but oh, I, I understand. Did not England, England, but, but you've got it up some dark to try horses. and get the fans in. But it also shows just how many teams that could potentially win it. Um, only one of two could win it on Sunday. Yeah. Which one for you? Going City. I, you know, I'm, my gut's saying City, and my my head's going, "What are you going on about, Karen? They're just gonna City play Chelsea counter attacks, big pitch. What they did against Arsenal. There's just something in me that says City. Score prediction? Uh, 2-1. Okay. 2-1. I'm going 2-1 City. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm going to be there. You're going to be there. It's going to be it's going to be a big one. Yep. Looking forward to it. The Vitality Women's FA Cup Final is this Sunday. Top teams, some of the world's best players, 40,000 tickets already sold. You do not want to miss this. Head to thefa.com forward slash ticketing and make sure you join us there.
Upfront is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.